coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to take a few moments and give you a preview of what you're about to hear and also direct you to some other series that I already have uh, completed on my podcast. So you're about to listen to Blue Collar Kaizen leading lean and lean teams. You're listening to a 30-part series on that. Today's episode is just one of 30. Uh, It's specific to lean leaders, lean managers, anyone who's leading teams of people through process improvement and continuous improvement projects, Six Sigma, those kind of things. It's not about the tools and the methods and all that. It's about how to lead teams of people. So any leader, anybody at any level can get value from this. I just want you to know that's what this series is about. It's about that specific book. So hope you enjoy it. But but I have some other series that may interest you if this series does not. Got a lot of episodes already out there. But I have a book called Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines. It's all about how to become a high-impact individual, how to become an empl- a sought-after employee of choice, uh, an employee that people want to hire and want to promote. That series, there's a 30-part series, starts at episode 65. I have another series on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. That book is for, for leaders, formal authority leaders who want to learn how to uh, effectively lead people. That series, 30-part series, starts at episode 111. I have another series. It's an 11-part series on my book, 10 Foundational Elements of Intentional Transformation, How to Become Your Best Self. That series starts at episode 158. I have another series on my blue-collar leadership and culture, the five components for building high-performance teams. That book is really for the top leader, and it's how, how you... How do you become the sought-after employer of choice? It's a 30-part series. It begins at episode 179. My wife, Rhea, and I, this year in 2021, the theme for for my podcast this year was all about change. That's why I'm doing this series on Blue Collar Kaizen, Leading Lean and Lean Teams, because it's all about leading teams through change. But we have a a 15-part series we, we recorded together on our book, Change Happens, Leading Yourself and Others Through Change. That series starts at episode 211. And then this Blue Collar Kaizen Leading Lean and Lean Team series, the one you're about to listen to, a one of the uh, episodes of, it started at episode 230 and will be a 30-part series. So it's going to take a little while to finish it. hope you find value in some of these series. Let's get to today's podcast. Where's the problem? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Chapter 23 of 30 in my book, Blue Collar Kaizen, Leading Lean and Lean Teams. So thanks for stopping by and and taking a listen to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. We're going to dive into this. Chapter 23, where's the problem? The subtitle, 
go see, demonstrate respect, and ask questions. This will probably be a, a shorter uh, episode. Some of them are longer, some of them are shorter, but this one's uh, pretty simple to get to. But the title of this chapter is actually a question. I used, I used to love to ask this question when I was leading lean teams. Where's the problem? So we're going to talk about it. But let me give you a quote from Jim Womack. And uh, he, he's, he's played a big role in lean. He's written a lot of books. A lot of people quote him, reference him. He said he had this to say. He says, lean managers pose questions to their problem owners about the nature of the problem and the best available countermeasures. Doing this automatically transfers responsibility for the problem closer to the problem. I'm going to read that one more time. Lean managers pose questions to their problem owners about the nature of the problem and the best available countermeasures. Doing this automatically transfers responsibility for the problem closer to the problem. That's a pretty powerful way. And he uses the term lean managers. I like to talk about lean leaders, but it's the same thing. It's just, you know, semantics, choice of words, play on words. But anyway, I want you to know this right up front. Questions are a leader's best friend. Questions are a leader's best friend. And one of those questions is, where's the problem? It, it's, a, it's, it's a great question to ask Kaizen team members when they're stuck and can't find a solution. I remember, you know, I've led so many teams and so many times they get hung up, they get stuck. And soon as soon as I realize they're stuck, I ask them, where's the problem? Where, where's the problem? Or they start blaming someone else. Where's the problem? And it, it didn't take long each week of me asking that and then explaining what I meant by that because eventually we get to where the problem really was. And, uh, you know, most often they, they don't know the answer or didn't know the answer when I would ask them that. But most often the problem was in the mirror, their mirror. They were usually the problem. The way they were thinking or the, or the fact that they were not thinking was the problem. They just didn't know it and hadn't thought about it because they were looking out the window for someone else to solve the problem or for someone else to blame. But you can also ask, where's the problem? When the team's attention uh, attempting to search for the root cause while sitting in an office or looking at a computer. So many times especially when a lot, a lot of the white collar office folks were involved in these lean manufacturing events and some of them have their laptop out or, or we'd have a computer in the room up and going and we start asking questions and people want to start pulling up things on a computer, files and reports and spreadsheets and charts and all this stuff to tell me what was going on. And I already knew most all of that was based on bad data. I've been around manufacturing long enough to know people are busy. Things are not updated. Most people are trying to do all they can do to keep up with, with changes that have to happen, new products, new orders, and they don't have time to go back and update everything in the history of the company that's still in the computers. That, that's just not gonna happen. 
And so I always want to go, I want to go to the root cause. I want to go see, like Jim Womack says, that the subtitle of this chapter, go see, demonstrate respect and ask questions. I learned that from Jim Womack. Go see is what I want to do. But a lot of times white collar folks, they don't, they don't like to get out of the office and, and go out into the manufacturing plant or go to the job site. They, they try to do everything they can do to stay in the office. I don't understand why other than it's usually air conditioned or if it's warm in the winter or it's clean. I don't know, but it's hard to get some of those folks out of the office. But my mission was always, where's the problem? And I meant literally, where was the problem? Let's go talk to the people. Talk to the people that's close to the problem. Not to the people who had the spreadsheets and the charts and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to go where it was happening. So you should ask the question because you want them to go where the problem is happening in an effort to figure out the root cause of the problem with those who are closest to the problem. Said that a couple of times, but I want it to stick. Get out of the office. If you're a lean leader, don't allow people to sit in the office, figure out what's going wrong when all you got to do is walk out and talk to some people who are involved in the problem. That's just common sense. <laughs> it's crazy that, that people resist that. It's like it ought to be automatic. But like I talk about in some other books, common sense, not always common. To do what's commonly understood often requires uncommon sense. That's what I'm trying to help you have here as a lean leader. And this one little question, it can irritate some people. It can make some people laugh, but it definitely is going to provoke thought. And hopefully it's going to provoke action where we get up and we go. Go figure out what's going on. If you want to find out what's really happening and what's causing it to happen, you must go to the Gimba. If you're not familiar with that word, G-E-M-B-A, Gimba, it's just another one of those Japanese words. And lean is, you know, based on a lot of the stuff Toyota does. So there's a lot of uh, Japanese words in there. But all it means is the actual place where the work happened or where the problem is occurring. Again, my question, title of this chapter, where's the problem? Go to the Gimba. Go to the actual place. You want to learn what's going on? <laughs> go get all up in the middle of it. My, the best leader ever reported to, Jim Narot. That was he was a plant manager in a manufacturing plant I, I was in. The last few years that I actually worked in during my 20-year manufacturing career from uh, 1988 to 2008. The last three four years I reported to Jim and. That's what I, one of the things I loved about Jim is Jim as a plant manager, he didn't need someone to tell him to go to the Gimba, to go to the actual place to figure out where the problem was happening. Jim would go around and grab other managers, managers reporting to him, his staff managers. He'd go around, knock on the door, get them out and say, come with me. They'd go get all in the middle of it. I loved it because Jim was actually solving problems. The previous plant manager, he was the type one to sit in the office, look at the spreadsheets, look at the charts, talk about all the stuff, come up with a plan, and then do the same thing next week or next month, and ain't nothing happened. Ain't nothing changed. That wasn't Jim. Jim made stuff happen, and he did it because he wanted to know where the problem was, and then he went and got all up in the middle of it. I respect Jim the most of any leader I've ever followed, and uh, he knew how to make it happen because he wanted to know where's the problem. So whenever you ask questions during a Kaizen event, you should often follow up 
after you get the answer with another question. So this is just questions in general. Whenever you're just asking someone a question and you get an answer, and it's really important, especially if you're the lean leader, you're the consultant, or you're just simply the leader of the team, and you're going to make decisions and facilitate decision-making based on that answer being accurate. Because what I figured out really early on leading lean events is a lot of people don't go to the gimba. They don't go to the actual place. A lot of people who are answering your questions are people who don't go to the source of the problem. They don't go find the root cause. So I quickly learned whenever I ask a question, someone gave me an answer, I'd ask them, do you really know or do you think you know? Because I knew a lot of people were telling me answers to questions based on what they thought they knew, not what they actually knew. And if, if when I ask them, do you really know or do you think you know, if their answer was, yes, I know, then I had another follow-up question. How do you know? And when I asked, how do you know, that's when I knew I was about to find out if they really knew or they thought they knew. And if they thought they knew, we about to go find out for sure. If I had confidence, you know, if they say, well, well, I walked out there and I talked to, to, to this person and that person and I did some research and I, I followed it down the rabbit rabbit uh, trail. Then, then I got pretty good confidence. But if they start, when I say, how do you know? And they start telling me about charts and reports or somebody told them, or, you know, we're going to go see. It's pretty easy to know if you ask those set of questions. Do you really know or do you think you know? And then if they say, yes, I know, how do you know? Another thing I'll always ask teams is, and I have to teach them this up front. I always want to ask people, why? And I'm always asking because I want to know. I want to learn. So I would always teach the, the Kaizen teams up front. I had to teach them so they wouldn't become offended because I, I would teach them like this. I would say, when you ask a person why they're doing something, or I, I should say when a leader comes out, or comes up to you or walks out on the shop floor where the people are working, when a leader goes up to a person and asks them why they're doing something a certain way, why, what do the people usually think? Why, what do they usually think is going on? And most of them would, most of them say this real quick. They, th they either think they're doing it wrong or they shouldn't be doing it. Most people will tell you, when a leader asks them why they're doing something, they think the leader thinks they're doing it wrong or they shouldn't be doing it. And so the, the leader's, you know, preparing to blame them or correct them. So I have to teach them that, okay, what if a five-year-old kid walked up to you in the same exact situation and asked you, why are you doing what you're doing? Why is that kid asking? And everybody always instantly says, well, the kid wants to learn. That's why they're asking. They want to learn. So I have to teach them. When I'm asking you why, I'm the five-year-old kid. I'm not the boss looking for somebody to blame or somebody to correct. I literally want to learn. And I tell them, I'm going to ask you why all week long. But it's not to blame you. I want to learn. And what was pretty cool is, you know, after you prime the pump the way that I taught you to prime the pump, people are very receptive to the, the question why. 
But normally when a leader goes out and asks somebody why, the, the people are typically defensive. They, get, they know they got to defend themselves against that. They've been taught that. They've been trained that over the years. So I have to overcome that. But what's cool is after you teach these folks this, and they understand it, they under, and they understand the lesson, when you go out to the, to the workplace where the actual works happen, when you're doing the event and the other people are involved and you're interacting with people who are in the area, but they're not on the event, it was always really cool for me to hear the Kaizen event team members teaching that lesson about why. And I encouraged them. I said, don't just go out and start asking people why. You're going to ask why just like I'm asking why, because you need to learn what's going on. Don't just go do it. Slow down. Take the time it takes so it takes less time. And explain to the people out there why you're going to be asking them why are they doing things. And it was so cool to go out and see people actually teaching the lesson. Not just asking why, but building a relationship, helping them understand why all of us are out there asking so many questions. So I'm going to leave you with a quote today by Daniel Pink. He says, solving complex problems requires an inquiring mind and the willingness to experiment one's way to a fresh solution. And that's one of the things about lean and Kaizen events is you want to create an atmosphere of experimentation where we can try things. We maybe, maybe we don't know they're going to work. Maybe we don't know the answer, but we're going to create an atmosphere of experimentation so we can go find out the answer and discover the answer. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.